You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I just thank you for this community that is here in Path to Purpose. I thank you that you have joined us together from all over the globe, Lord. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for just the feedback that I constantly get from people uh, that, they, that they have my voice in, in their ear. And I just think what an honor, what a privilege that is, Lord. Uh, who would have thought that uh, you would just be using little old me uh, to preach the gospel to people all over the globe. And Father, I just am so grateful. And so I just pray today that you would use this broadcast, Father, that you would use this message to encourage people, Father, that you would uh, speak revelatory strategies to people, Father, that it would be a word and due season for people. I pray that while I'm talking, Holy Spirit, that you would be talking to every single person. Uh, I thank you, Father, that uh, we are one with Jesus and everything that we need has already been provided. Thank you that you have lavished us with everything that heaven contains. And so, Father, today I pray that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope of our calling, that we would we would be able to see uh, the unseen, Father, and that we would step into that place of victory, that we would set and step into that place where we are overcomers, God, that you always cause us to triumph, and that we would see things from heaven's vantage point, Father, where we are seated in heavenly places right now, that we would see the end from the beginning, that we would see the victory. Uh, that we would declare the victory, Father, and that we would experience the victory that belongs to us in Jesus. So uh, I just yield my body right now, Father. Think through my mind, speak through my mouth. I just declare that this word will go forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside force. And uh, we just give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, awesome, you guys. I can't believe it's already August 1st. Oh, my goodness. It's time for, I said the word of the month for July, I think in my little description here, but this is the word of the month for August. So I'll have to go back after and, and edit that. But uh, I guess I still haven't adjusted to the fact that it's August 1st, but it is. And I have uh, been speaking these words of the month uh, every single month of 2023. We started in January and this will be the eighth one for the year, believe it or not. And I, as always, I want to encourage you guys, uh, if you have it, to go back into the podcast and just listen to uh, the words of the month starting in January and just start to listen to those. I mean, if you if you really want to get industrious with it, then you know transcribe those because I know that God is telling a story story uh, about what he is doing in our lives. And if you'll remember back in January, the word for the year, which you know encompasses everything that we're doing in 2023, is the best is not yet to come. It's now. And I always encourage folks, if this is their first word of the month, to go back and watch that broadcast here in, in, the, in the Path to Purpose group, because there was a glory cloud that showed up at uh, the 2820 mark in that broadcast. And so that was pretty cool. We started off the year with a lot of glory, right? And we've just gone month by month by month through these words. You know, just as a refresher, you know, the month, uh, the word of the month for July was divine alignment. And I don't know about you, but I know personally, I have been experiencing unbelievable shifts, unbelievable uh, things shifting in my life and in my ministry. And I also tell you that there's been a lot of resistance, you know, uh, and people that I've been talking to, uh, I feel like that there's been a lot of resistance for them too. You know, I don't always talk about spiritual warfare. In fact, when I normally talk about spiritual warfare, I talk about it as joy fair, right? Why? Because we are uh, more than conquerors and that God always causes us to triumph and we win, right? 
But I also teach a lot about the fight of faith, right? And it is a fight. It is a fight for the kingdom, the kingdom uh, to, to manifest in our lives. And, you know, the scripture that Jesus talks about where he said the, you know, the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force is a real thing, right? Um, there is resistance to the move of God on the earth. There is resistance to uh, the revelation that God wants to give us, right? So that we can step into the fullness of who we are in Christ and we can experience heaven on earth. We are carriers of heaven, but this is an invisible reality, and as we speak uh, to the mountains and we speak to the storms and we speak to sickness and we speak to ba our bank accounts and we speak to uh, the things on earth that are not like heaven, right? Um, many times there is a resistance to those things. There's resistance to the supernatural, right? I mean, there's resistance to the manifestation of heaven. And so the word that I'm speaking for uh, August, you guys, is a very powerful word. It's not always one of those words that you go, whoa, yay, let's let's jump up and let's shout, right? But it's it's a very simple principle, but it's 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 a very powerful principle. And the word is stand. Okay. Uh, the word is stand your ground. And when I say stand your ground, I mean, stand in heaven, stand in the place where you are uh, seeing the unseen, where you are connected with the reality of heaven, especially in the midst of contradictions. God is in the business of making us impervious to pressure. He is in the, in the business of making us solid oaks of righteousness, uh, trees that are planted by the the streams of the living water, that meaning that we have an, a source of life. We have a source of joy. We have a source of provision. We have a source of victory that isn't coming from the external realm. It is coming from our, our position in Christ. It's coming from our true identity in Christ. It is coming from uh, the kingdom of God, which is not in word, but in power, you guys. We have a, the very same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelling in us. But I will tell you, when we are walking through circumstances and we are walking through situations where maybe we're not seeing heaven in our circumstances, maybe we're, we're coming up against things that... Uh, circumstances that seem to contradict the fact that heaven is now, that heaven is here. You know, how do, what do we do during those situations? How do we stand firm on the gospel? How do we stand firm in who we are in Christ when it looks like all hell is breaking loose. And, you know, I just went to uh, the memorial service for uh, one of our team members on Saturday. Uh, we have had a lot of different things going on here in my ministry. And I can tell you uh, the enemy is, is, is serious about uh, uh, thwarting the, the glory of God from manifesting in the earth. But at the same time, guess what? We win, we win, we win, we win. Why? Because the war is over and Jesus Christ, when he declared that it is finished, he really meant what he said, that, that we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And we have an inheritance. We have an invisible kingdom that is more powerful. It rules over all. We are one with the King of Kings, one with the Lord of Lords. And we need to stand in the truth in the midst of contradictions. And what do I mean by contradictions? I mean, anything that is exalting itself against the knowledge of the victory that Jesus accomplished on the cross, right? We are not warring against flesh and blood. We are, we are, we are standing in the place where we are uh, focused, right? On the things that are above. We are focused on the truth. We are focused on the reality of heaven in the midst of a reality on earth that doesn't look like heaven. 
And so I want to kick it off today uh, in Ephesians 6.13, and I'm going to read it. Um, this is really the scripture that God uh, has been speaking to me about it. In fact, he woke me up and had me li- look at it in the mirror translation this morning, which is awesome, which I have a podcast coming out with Francois Dutrois. I think it's next week it's coming out, but an amazing interview with Francois. Love the mirror Bible, love him and Lydia so much. Uh, and so that will be coming and you can watch that soon, but let's go uh, over here to Ephesians six and I'm going to read it starting in the NIV translation. Okay. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, this is a very popular passage. It, you know, it's the passage that talks about the armor of God and, you know, over the years, I mean, even in Sunday school, I remember people talking about the armor of God, but today I want to tackle the armor of God from a perspective of union. Okay. I can tell you for most of my life, I thought of the armor of God as something that I would put on like these pieces of armor that would protect me, you know, if, from whatever battle I was facing in the earth, like somehow I was separate from God like the armor protected me, but God was still up in heaven. And here is what I want to really share today is that the armor of God is Jesus Christ. The armor of God is the gospel. The armor of God is our union with God. And I I love the way the mirror translation uh, highlights that. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that in a moment, but I want to start here uh, in Ephesians six. The other thing that I just wanted to mention is I just saw another prophetic word uh, that was published by Sean Bowles. And you can go over, you know, on his, to his ministry and listen to this prophetic word. But I knew that, I, you know, it was in the same vein of the things that that I'm hearing from God. And so I just thought I would highlight that. Um, love Sean. We had him out to our church many years ago when I was pastoring. Uh, very powerful uh, prophet. Uh, but, you know, he was specifically talking to uh, entrepreneurs. He was talking to uh, business people. He was talking to ministry leaders. He was talking to people that God, uh, it, it, for whatever reason, you are in a situation right now where there's contradictions. Maybe you've been standing for a piece of property. Maybe you've been standing for, uh, you know, finances in your ministry or finances in your business. And there's just been contradictions. There's been, uh, it seems like maybe that you're in the middle of a drought. And he was just talking about the breakthrough. And the things that he's seen God speak over uh, the transfer of assets and increases and in bu- increase in business and and properties and so I, I'm not going to you know prophesy his his prophecy here but I just want to tell you that's a I felt like another source to to go to just to get a handle I feel like and what's kind of going on especially if you're experiencing a lot of crazy right now especially if you are experiencing a lot of contradictions uh, and you know. In the world, we are going to have tribulation. In the world, we are going to have uh, things come to test us. Not that they're from God, but we are going to have contradictions. It is a part of being a believer. You read the you read the Bible. You read about the followers of Jesus. You read about uh, church history, and you and, you know it is. Uh, we are truly in a war and it's a, it's a good war because we win because faith overcomes the world, but we do have contradictions. I mean, uh, in the face of sickness, in the face of unexpected financial challenges, we, it is more important than ever that we know the gospel, that we know who we are in Christ and that we are able to stand in the truth and stand for the manifestation of heaven on earth. When our, our, our physical senses are giving us information that is not in agreement with the truth, right? We are here to enforce the kingdom of heaven. We are here to enforce uh, the name of Jesus and the victory of Jesus in the earth. And I will tell you, this is grown up stuff. We have to get off of our physical senses. We have to be able to see the unseen. We have to be able to hear God clearly so that we have a strategy and can be led through whatever it is that, that is presenting itself that is is uh, a contradiction to the victory that we have in Christ. So 
let's go into Ephesians chapter six, and I'm going to start reading in verse 10. And I'm going to read it in the NIV, and then I'm going to go over and read a little bit in the mirror translation. But here's what it says. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Okay, I'm going to stop here for a moment because the power of God is more powerful than anything that the earth could ever throw your way. Remember that when the apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope of our calling and what is the riches of the inheritance that is in the saints, right? And the power power of God that has been wrought towards us, that is that is in us, right? It's the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. So when it talks about here being strong in the Lord and the and his mighty power, let me say this. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is more powerful than anything we will ever face in this life. And so we have the strength that we need. In fact, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is called the strengthener, right? So we can be strengthened in the Lord. We can be filled with the power of God through our union with Jesus and and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. This is a time to lean into the power of God, to lean into the presence of the Holy Spirit, and to recognize that there is nothing that you will face that is more powerful than you. There is nothing that that, that could ever contradict the gospel that is more powerful than you. And now it's time to stand in that, to stand in who you are in Christ, to stand in the power that you've been given, the power of the tongue, right? To speak life into situations that look dead. Um, Death and life is in the power of the tongue, to pray in the spirit, right? To release the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, right? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's not a time to be talking about our problems. It's a time to be praying in the promises and speaking to the mountains and speaking to the storms and releasing in the name of Jesus, the kingdom of God into the situations, especially when there's contradictions. Okay. In verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, against the deception, right? Against the contradictions that come to us, right? Maybe your bank account looks like it's empty. Maybe you've got a doctor's report that says you've got this diagnosis. Maybe uh, your, your children are off, you know, have lost their minds and they're out acting like hoodlums. I I don't know what the situation is in your particular, you know, in in your life, but uh, the, the schemes and the deception primarily is number one, that you're separate from God and that somehow uh, you're in this on your own, like you're in this alone, right? And the second scheme is that the seen realm is the real, real reality. No, the unseen realm is what is real. The kingdom of God is what is real. And we must get off our physical senses if we are going to stand against the contradictions and stand against the schemes of the enemy because the seen realm is where we get deceived. Okay. So we're going to put on this armor so that we can stay awake. We're going to put on this armor so that we can stay connected to the truth of who we are in Christ and what's been given to us in Christ so that we can not just, uh, not retreat, not shrink under the pressure, not, not be deceived by the wind and the waves of the circumstances that we're facing, not be deceived by words on a page from a doctor's report or a, a balance on a bank account statement, right? No, those are just the, the scene. Uh, those are facts, maybe. They're, they're manifested facts in the, in, in the scene realm. But let me tell you, there's such a thing as a manifested lie. 
And we are going to be standing in August against the manifested lies. And we are going to see the victory. We are going to see the manifestation of heaven. We are going to see the faithfulness of God. We are going to see the words that we are speaking come to pass. We are going to see mountains move. And we are going to be empowered, even with the gift of faith, even with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, with words of wisdom, words of knowledge, with prophetic words, with tongues and interpretation of tongues, with gifts of healing, with the gift of faith, with the working of miracles, because it's a miracle time. And it's time to stand in who you are in Christ and put on the armor of God and not just stand having done all stand, but we're going to advance. We're going to take back anything and everything that is, that is, is, is attempted to be, that is, has been stolen from us or is being attempted to be stolen from us. You know, I I wasn't going to share this, but I can tell you probably about six weeks ago, I had, I mean, I had an encounter and it wasn't an encounter with God. It was an encounter with the enemy. And the enemy came right in my face and said, I'm going to destroy everything that God has built. I'm going to destroy everything that you have built. And I'll tell you what, he can only destroy and only still kill uh, whatever it is that he's trying to do when we, when we somehow get off of uh, the truth of who we are in Christ and get off the truth of, of the fact that the victory has already been won. The gospel has the power of salvation. You can preach the gospel to your finances. You can preach the gospel to your body. You can preach the gospel to that doctor's report. You can preach the gospel over your children and you can declare the victory. You can declare righteousness. You can declare health. You can declare wealth. Why? Because we're one with Jesus Christ and everything that he has belongs to us as Jesus is. So are we in this world and the same works that Jesus did. We're here to do too. So we're here to speak to the fig trees when there's lack. We're here to speak to headaches. We're here to speak to the contradictions. And it doesn't matter how long you've been speaking to it, beloved. You keep speaking. You keep speaking the truth. How long do you need to speak to it? Until the seen realm bows to the name of Jesus. Until every bit of the doubt that is in your heart gets rooted out. You stand and you stand and you stand and you speak and you speak and you resist. You submit your will to God. You resist and you watch God win every single time. Okay. It says verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We are not struggling against people. We are not struggling against the natural uh, order of things. It says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Let me tell you what, the enemy cannot afford for the glory of God to be released in your business, in your family. Why? Because we overcome, we overcome by the word of our testimony. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and we advance and we recover and we take it, we take anything and everything that the devil is sitting on as a squatter trying to act like it belongs to him. He has to get off of your health. He has to get off of your finances. He has to get off of your relationships. He has to get off of the vision that God has given you. And he has to, and lack, let me tell you, it's an illusion, separation from God. It's an illusion. Again, there there are, it may look like a manifested lie, but what we focus on is what we will, what we will manifest. So it's not a time to focus on the scheme of the enemy. It's not to folk a time to focus on the contradiction. It's a time to focus on our inheritance, to focus on uh, the heaven uh, that is inside of us and to release it in the name of Jesus. And I will tell you, the pressure can be intense. The, the, the resistance can be intense, but, but, but Jesus Christ is more intense. The Holy Spirit is more intense, right? But we need to wake up and realize that much of what's happened in our life is supernatural. I mean, I've told people over and over again, like what you're experiencing is not just natural. There's a supernatural component 
component to this, right? This is a, this is a, maybe there's a cycle. Maybe there's a pattern that, that may be recurring in your life, but I, this is the time that God is breaking you out of it. So it is a time to stand against the contradictions, especially those that have been chasing you for decades, especially those that um, have been uh, seeming, uh, seemingly uh, hard, you know, impossible even to break through. Okay. Uh, this is the time to take a stand for what belongs to you in Christ and to not move, do not settle for less than God's best. Do not settle for less than heaven on earth. Okay. And it says this, uh, verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, meaning when the contradiction comes, you are able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, okay, don't, don't allow the enemy to push you back into strongholds that, you know, you've had the victory over. Don't, don't, don't give him an inch, uh, at the very moment that you feel the contradiction becoming to show it's to, to be, you know, coming into your uh, life. You, you, you go, you run towards the giant, right? You, you go like the, like David and you say, who are you to defy, uh, the, the, the son of God, right? And you, you confront it, you confront the, 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 the contradiction and you stand under that pressure. And I'll tell you, it, 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 this is not for the weak, right? This is not for, this is for sons, you guys, for sons, the violence that, 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 that the kingdom of God is suffering is, is not even personal God. This is, this is guys, this is about the move of God that you carry. This is about about glorifying Jesus Christ. I tell people all the time that it's not us versus anything. It's Jesus versus that thing, right? It's not, it's not us versus cancer. We're not battling cancer. It's not us versus lack. No, it's, 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 it's a circumstance that is exalting itself against the victory of Jesus. And Jesus is more powerful than anything in this world. He's overcome the world and we're going to stand in the victory that Jesus has given us. Okay. And it says this verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. And I want to say that those flaming arrows are accusations. Okay. One of the biggest things that comes against us when we're in contradiction is an accusation. It's an accusation to make you feel guilty, to make you feel like it's your fault, to make you feel like you've done something wrong, that you deserve this somehow, that this is, uh, you're to blame for this situation. And I'm telling you, no, you are going to extinguish those accusations by standing in faith with who you are in Christ. You are righteous. You are blameless. You are holy. You are innocent. You are healed. You are rich. You are abundantly supplied. The truth about you doesn't change in the midst of contradictions, in the midst of a circumstance that's trying to exalt itself and accuse you that you are someone that you are not. Okay. And then it says, verse 17, take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is the most powerful weapon that you have ever been given. Why? It's the, the weapon of the truth. It's the weapon of who you actually are. It's the weapon of the gospel. It's the weapon of what Jesus Christ has accomplished. And you're not, you're not speaking to mountains in your name. You're not, you're not even in the battle, really. You're speaking in the, you're enforcing heaven. You're enforcing uh, the victory of Jesus into the situation. In verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of Lord's people, the Lord's people. And, the, and then the apostle Paul says, pray also for me. Hey, I tell you guys, pray for me <laughs> that whenever I speak, he says, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. 
All right. And he spoke, he spoke these words, right? He says, for I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And I want to say that today that we are, we are bond servants of Jesus. We may not be in a prison, a physical prison, like, like the apostle Paul is, but we need to, we need to speak fearlessly the gospel. We need to declare the truth in the midst of contradictions. Okay. Now I want to go over to the mirror translation. Uh, and I just want to read a little bit of this out of there. Okay. It says this in uh verse, we'll start with verse 10 again. Okay. Um, in verse 10, it says, in conclusion, and with reference to the theme and the context of this writing, I encourage you to realize your strength in the master. And I love what he says here. He says, your union with him, who with Jesus is your limitless resource. Okay. You have a limitless resource in Jesus Christ. Christ is in you. It's the hope. The Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's the potential of glory in any situation. And you are resourced for whatever you may find, uh, whatever circumstance you may find yourself in, whatever kind of contradiction you may find yourself in. You have a limitless resource in your union with Jesus. So do not allow the situation to separate you from Christ. Do not allow the situation to convince you that you have a self that somehow is independent from Christ. And don't allow that self that is independent from Christ to, to, to take on shame, to take on the contradictions as an accusation against you. No, you hide yourself in Christ. You get back into position inside of Jesus. You meditate on your union with God. You abide in the vine and you trust. You trust what, what God has done. You trust in the victory that Jesus has done and you declare it fearlessly and you stand, okay? You have limitless resources. You have a limitless resource in Jesus Christ. I love what the apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter four. He says, I am self-sufficient. This is in the Amplified version. I think it's Philippians 4.13. It might be, uh, it's in verse, it's in chapter four. And I'm not gonna look it up right this moment. But in the Amplified version, it says, we, we, are, we are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. In the Amplified version, it says, you are, you are ready for anything. You are equal to anything through Christ who infuses you with inner strength. So this, you know, when I say that we, we have contradictions, I just want you to think of it like this. It, this is a test. It's only a test. And it's a test to know, do you know the gospel? Do you know who you are? Do you know the truth? Or is the enemy going to steal it? Is the enemy going to cause the scene realm to, to accuse you that you're someone that you're not? Is it, are you going to allow the diagnosis to accuse you that by his stripes, you are not healed, right? Are you going to, are you going to allow the, the situation in your finances to accuse you to say, oh, wait, I'm poor. I'm not rich. Are you going to allow uh, circumstances and situations to, to declare who you are? Are you going to let the gospel declare who you are? And are you going to let the limitless resources in Christ manifest through you as you abide in Christ and you speak as the oracles of God and you prophesy and you operate in the gifts of the spirit and you operate with spiritual discernment, not leaning on your own understanding? Are you going to operate as a son? Or are you going to operate as a slave? Who are you? Who are you really? Because the pressure will, will let you know what's in your heart. The pressure will let you know what you actually believe about yourself. If you come under condemnation or you come under shame, beloved, you need to, you need to knock that thing off by, by declaring who you are in Christ. And you need to not 
allow uh, the enemy to focus on what you did wrong or how you messed up, because honestly, it doesn't matter. The gospel works without you having to actually uh, make it true. The gospel is true all on its own. Jesus won the victory all on his own. He didn't have any help from any of us. He did it while we were yet sinners and he's still doing. Our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is not in what we can accomplish or what we have done right or wrong. We're not eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, we are, we are standing in the victory of Jesus. We are hiding in the victory of Jesus and we are declaring righteously and boldly and fearlessly to any contradiction and to any situation that doesn't look like heaven. And we are saying you are illegal. You are illegal. You cannot exist in my body. You cannot exist in my family. You cannot exist in the name of Jesus. You are a defeated foe, right? And so let's keep reading here in verse 11. It says verse and in the, in the mirror translation, remember Ephesians 6, 11, it says fully immerse yourself, fully immerse yourself in the detail and the significance of every individual part of the armor of God. And then Francois puts a little note here that I love. It says, acquaint yourself with all that God's victory in Christ represents. Okay. Meaning that we need to be acquainted with the victory of Jesus and all that has been won for us. We need to be acquainted with our inheritance. We need to understand who we are in Christ. We need to understand what Jesus fully did on the cross when we were crucified with him and our old sin nature was crucified with him. We need to fully identify and acquaint ourselves with his burial. We need to fully acquaint ourselves with his resurrection, with the new creation and what has been reconciled to God and that the old has passed away and that a contradiction in the seen realm doesn't change what, what Jesus has done. In fact, it's, it, it is the, the place of the confrontation with what Jesus has done. And you're not going to live uh, in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a world where there aren't contradictions. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so whether you are in a harvest season or you are in a sowing season or whether you you are in a, a, a place where you the manifestation and you're celebrating the manifestation or you are waiting on the manifestation. Here's the trick. Here's the truth, right? Is that we need to acquaint ourselves with the, with, with the gospel. We need to live in it every single day. And here's, if I keep reading here, it says, just like every aspect in a soldier's armor significantly completes their battle uniform to best equip them to face every method and strategy that an enemy could possibly employ against them. Okay. It says we're fully immersing ourselves in every individual part of God's armor. We're fully immersing ourselves in God's victory because that is the armor of God. The, the God's victory, Jesus's victory is what protects us and what keeps us strong is what enables us to stand. Okay. And verse 12, here's the thing that's so, so, so important. You guys, people are not the enemy. I love the way Francois just says it really clear. All right. We are not warring against flesh and blood. We are not warring against your relatives. We're not warring against your coworkers. We're not warring against your spouse. We're not warring against the government. We're not, you know, whatever the people, you know, we're not, the people are not the enemy. The people are the preciousness of God. Okay. It says to target one another is to engage in the wrong combat. 
right? To accuse one another, to gossip, to slander, to look at another human being as though they are not the redeemed of the Lord is to actually partner with the accuser of the brethren. You are now being used by the enemy to further the scheme, to further that, guys. So we don't we don't curse what God has blessed, right? We don't say what, what God has made clean. We don't call it unclean. We judge no man after the flesh. We judge all men in Christ, whether they know it or not. We don't look at sinners and call them sinners. We call them re the redeemed of the Lord. We call them reconciled. We stand for the manifestation of their sonship. We stand for the unveiling of Christ within them. We stand for uh, who they are. Let God prophesy to you about the people that are so-called enemies in your life. And let you. we pray for those that bless us. We curse those that persecute us and use us. Why? Because it is a, it is a strategy to manifest who they are in God, who they are in Christ. And so we must get off of being offended with each other and being offended with the people that, uh, you know, are, are being used in the circumstances possibly to try to accuse us, to try to come against uh, the, the, the call of God on your life or to, to come against the, the manifestation of heaven in your life. People are not the problem. Okay. It says this, we represent the authority of the victory of Christ in the spirit realm. I'm going to say that again. We represent the authority of the victory of Christ in the spirit realm. It says we are positioned there, Francois says, in Christ. Okay. And it says this, we confront the mind games. We confront the structures of darkness religious thought patterns, governing and conditioning human behavior. We confront lies. We look at the lies and we say, no, we, we say, Holy Spirit, what is the truth? You know, I remember many years ago, if you've been a parent, you know, you've, you've experienced this before, but I just remember I would get like, this is when my kids were little. And I, all of a sudden I just get like a flash of a car accident in my mind. Or, you know, now I have teenagers, they drive, right? Lily had an accident at the beginning of July. And, you know, it's really easy to let these imaginations or these things or these thoughts or these mindsets or all of these things come into your mind. But you know what? We have a helper and you can say, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, give me a vision of victory. Give me something to meditate on that is not this worry that is not this, uh, uh, you know, fear-based thought, this fear-based imagination. And the Holy Spirit will show up. He will show up with a, uh, a vision that is the opposite of that. I remember when I was standing to have children and I was having, you know, serial miscarriages and I was having thoughts bombard my mind about miscarriage, miscarriage, miscarriage. And I had a dream one time and I said, Holy Spirit, man, that thing was so real. If, I, if you've got to help me, because I, that thing is more alive than the truth right now. And the Holy Spirit gave me an imagination to cast down that dream. And you know that it was so powerful. I couldn't even remember the dream. I tried to remember the dream and the Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 no. Don't try to remember that. Meditate on what I'm showing you. Meditate on the vision of victory that I'm giving you. Meditate on the truth, right? And the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And you do not have to meditate on the contradictions. You don't have to worry about the situation, okay? Um, we confront these mind games. We confront these imaginations. We confront these strongholds. We confront this religious separated thinking. We confront anything and everything that's governing and conditioning the human behavior. We do not conform to the pattern of this world. We, we, we uh, think on things that are lovely and pure. And I'll tell you, in your human strength, that may be impossible, but the Holy Spirit is with you and it's not in your strength. It's in the strength and the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and your father in heaven. 
Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 18, it is most important, therefore, to acquaint yourself with every aspect of God's armor. You are fully fit to powerfully defeat. Listen to this. You are fully fit to powerfully defeat any onslaught or contradiction on any day of confrontation. So do not do not assume a, a, a victim mentality. This is not the time to feel sorry for yourself. This is not the time to try to get empathy from other people. This is not the time to just woe is me and explain the problem over and over and over again, whether it's to other people, whether it's to God in prayer. No, this is a time for you to recognize that you are powerful. You are a powerful son of God and you are fit. You are fully fit to defeat any onslaught or any contradiction. Why are you fully fit? Because the King of Kings lives inside of you. You are fully equipped. You are fully prepared because Jesus Christ is alive inside of you. It says the days where the law of hardships, annoyances, and labor dictated your life are over. Okay, you are fully fit to powerfully defeat the onslaught or onslaught or contradiction on any day of contradiction, on any day of confrontation, rather. Why? Triumphantly standing your ground. You triumphantly stand your ground. The days where the law of hardships, annoyances, and labor dictates your life are over. And I want to tell you guys, the way that you stand your ground sometimes is to do the foolish thing. It's to do the thing that doesn't seem reasonable. It's the, it's the, it's to stand on what God has spoken when things look contrary, when things look like they're not working out or going according to plan. No, you stay. You start in faith and you stay in faith. You keep your eyes not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. Why? Because your light affliction is but for a moment while you focus on the things that are not seen. Faith is uh, uh, the, the ability to see the unseen. It's the ability to connect with the reality of heaven using your eyes of faith and to look beyond the natural realm, to transcend the natural realm and stand, 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 stand. Because the days of where, where the law of hardships, the, the, of annoyances, of labor, the, the, the days are over. God is going to make you impervious to the pressure. God is going to make it so that you can stand in the midst of a storm and be in a good mood. You can stand in the midst of a contradiction and laugh at the, at the idea that whatever you're facing is more powerful than Jesus. You are going to stand with joy. And I know that we don't necessarily like these things sometimes, right? Count it all joy when you when you encounter diverse trials and tri tribulations and, and situations. Um, but I want to tell you, I'm going to read that scripture, okay? That's in uh, James, and I'm going to read it in the message translation. Um, I was reading that recently, and it's just a really powerful uh, translation of it. Let me go to uh, James chapter one, and I'll come back to that message in a moment. But let me come here in the message translation. Read this. It says, faith under pressure. It says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Consider it a gift. Why? Because you know that under pressure, your, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors, meaning that your identity in Christ is revealed in the contradiction. So, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Okay. Our sonship is going to be tested. Our identity is going to be tested. What we believe is going to be tested. And so the question is, what are you doing in those situations? Are you, are you asleep in the boat? Are you sleeping in the storm? Or are you accusing God of trying to kill you? Are you thinking that God is your problem? Are you thinking, are you recognizing that this storm is not from God, that this 
that this is not God tempting you, trying you. No, this is the revealing of who you are. This is the revealing of your identity and your armor, your union with Jesus is what keeps you standing in the midst of any storm, right? And you can sleep in the boat. You can be in a good mood, right? You can rejoice. And again, you can say rejoice in the midst of prison like the, the apostle Paul did. So this is a this is a word, you guys, for August to, to recognize that if you are going to be in a divine alignment, if the best is not yet to come, but it's now, right? In the, the manifestation of what God has planned for 2023, if there's a contradiction, it's working for you. If it's a contradiction, it's there to uh, to prove and, and to uh, confirm, frankly, who you are in Christ, because the inheritance is for sons. The inheritance is not for slaves. It's for sons who know who they are in Christ. So when the testing of your faith, when the testing of your identity comes, stand in who you are in Christ, stand in the gospel, stand in the, the place of the victory of Jesus. Okay. Now, and verse 14 in the mirror translation back in Ephesians six, it says this, take your position. You have the truth. And it says in parentheses here of who you are in Christ, stand, take your position. You know the truth of who you are in Christ. And if you don't know who you are in Christ, well, you know what? You need to you need to go to the Path to Purpose group and you need to download those scriptures that we posted there about who you are in Christ. Go to my website and download those, those declarations of who you are in Christ because that is the truth about you and nothing externally can change that. No circumstance, no, no trial, no nothing in all of creation can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can change who you are. The question is, are, are you firmly, are you firmly rooted and grounded in the love of God and in your identity in Christ? Do you know who you are? Do circumstances define you or does your identity rise above the circumstances? Um, I'm going to stop here for a moment because I was talking about this with the spiritual son yesterday. And I was talking about how if you, if you have an identity that is based on the circumstances, you will live in a constant contradiction and you will be tossed and you know to and fro like a child why because a child doesn't know who they are a child is unskilled in the word of righteousness but think about it like this if you're in a current reality okay and that circumstances are really really crappy right you're just dealing with all kinds of contradictions in your current reality but then you have a desired reality right where uh maybe the 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 diagnosis has been reversed or maybe the the divorce has been uh canceled or maybe uh you know the the the, the financial pressure you're under has been relieved and you think, oh, life is going to be so much better in these circumstances over here. When I get the manifestation, like, whoa, this is going to be so good. But here's the deal. This is an identity uh, based reality here starts to define who you are, that when things are going well, oh, I'm a son of God. When things aren't going well, oh, well, I'm a slave. I, I you know, I'm, 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 whatever, whatever accusation or whatever opinion you have of yourself is here, right? But the truth is your identity is not defined in circumstances. You transcend circumstances as a son of God. And from a place where you are seated in heavenly places, you can transform this realm by what you focus on and by your words. And so the circumstances do not define you. You define the circumstances. You define what they mean. You define whatever the contradiction is in your life. And so make sure that you're choosing powerful meanings of what you're going through, right? You can say, hey, I'm going to the next level. Hey, I am, I am uh, things that... Uh, 
uh, are, are being chiseled away from me. I'm unbecoming anything that Christ is not like Christ in the middle of this storm, right? The seen realm is conspiring for me. This is showing up for me, right? This is the storm that I'm going to be like an eagle. I'm going to rise higher and higher and higher. This is the this is the perfect circumstances that bring the maximum amount of glory to Jesus. Jesus is going to show himself strong in my life. This isn't about me. This is about Jesus and Jesus always wins because love never fails, right? So are you going to speak in faith or you going to come under it, but do not allow, do not allow the circumstances to define who you are. Okay. It says, take your position. You have the truth of who you are in Christ wrapped around your hips, like a soldier's belt, right? That's the truth, right? The belt of truth is who you are in Christ. Do not allow the circumstances to define you. It says holding the complete body armor together. Okay. It says righteousness covers your heart like a bulletproof breastplate. Okay. I can't undergird how much this is important. I'll tell you what, it is a temptation to be ashamed of what you're going through. Sometimes it's a temptation to think that, oh, uh, if I was doing everything right, this wouldn't be happening to me. What am I doing wrong? And you start to come into this. It's something's wrong. I, I'm, I'm, there's something wrong with me. This is all my fault. You start to take the blame. You start to, you start to blame yourself for this, but righteousness, right? is not is not about uh, you being uh, right apart from God. It's the nature of God that you carry that that lifts you above the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it's not about right and wrong. It's about only about what's right. So do not allow, again, the circumstances not only to define you, but don't let them accuse you. Don't let them accuse you of unrighteousness. Don't become uh, someone who starts to have to deserve good things in their life when all of it is an inheritance and all of it's been given by gift. I'm telling you, righteousness strips the enemy. If he can get you to blame yourself, he will steal from you. If he can get you to say, oh, it's all my fault, he can steal from you. Do you know how many people that I have seen healed? I mean, I, I remember seeing a woman healed one time who was, uh, had lung cancer and a smoker and all this stuff, you know, and, and again, you will say, well, I deserve this, right? I brought this on myself, X, 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 and Y. Well, Jesus is the declaration that what you brought upon yourself has already been crucified, that what you brought upon yourself, the price, the blame, the penalty of that was paid by Jesus Christ. And so you have to be bold in your righteousness. You have to stand up under the contradiction and say, this is not about me. This is about Jesus. I, I don't even exist anymore more, right? I, my life is hidden in Christ as Jesus is. So I am in this world and whatever, whatever mistakes I've made, they're covered by the blood of the lamb. They're covered by the blood of the lamb. And the word of my testimony is who I say that I am in the midst of the contradiction. Okay. In verse 15, it says, wear eagerness and passion to commute the good news like a soldier's shoes. Announce peace. The bottle, the battle has already been fought and won. So this is when you say peace to your circumstances, peace to the storm, peace to your body, peace to your relationships. You speak peace in the name of Jesus and you speak it and you speak it and you command it, right? Be eager to command, be eager to preach the gospel to contradictions, okay? In verse 16, it is the most important to engage your faith as a man-sized shield that covers your whole person and empowers you to extinguish the flame and every arrow, arrow of contradiction that you might face. The only visible part of you is your faith, okay? Now, again, if we go back to that uh, scripture in James here, it says, you know that under pressure, 
Your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors, you guys. So it's only in contradiction that your faith is actually made shown, is seen openly, right? It's only in the contradictions of who you really are that that is, that is when who you are actually shows up. It's when how you see yourself actually shows up. And I know we don't necessarily like this, but I'm telling you guys that this is, we we do hard things for fun in the kingdom. We face contradictions for fun and we can, we can laugh in the middle of these things, right? He who sits on his throne laughs and we can laugh in the middle of these things, guys, because anything versus Jesus is a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Anything versus Jesus is a joke. Can you imagine, you know, sickness and Jesus in a boxing ring? Oh, I mean, sickness doesn't have a chance. Can you imagine lack versus Jesus in the boxing ring? Wow, lack doesn't have a chance. It's hilarious to try to see lack box Jesus. What does he even do? Does he just look at it? Does he just blow on it? Does he just wink at it? Like, what does he do to compete it? Because he's not fighting it because the fight's already done. You know, so we get into this place where we can enjoy God's good move. We can get into the presence of God where there's the fullness of joy and we can see those pleasures at his right hand forevermore. Why? Because we're seated up there with him. And so we can just rise above the contradiction. We can rise above the trial. We can rise above and we can count it all joy because we're watching something box Jesus. That's a joke. It's a comedy show. Like this is going to take us out. Like this is how the story ends. Like, oh gosh, the lion is going to eat us. No, or like whatever the contradiction is like the storm is going to kill us like oh we're going to be wiped out no you got to stay in that place of the joy of the victory of what Jesus has done we rejoice in the Lord we rejoice in what Jesus has done we're grateful we're we're so thankful that we don't have to deal with these things just Jesus deals with those things as we speak his name we have faith in his name we magnify Jesus we stay in that place where Jesus is more powerful than anything that we face we magnify the Lord we magnify the cross. We magnify the victory of God. Are we denying that these things are happening? No, we're denying their uh, authority to stop us. We're denying the authority for anything and everything that is not like Jesus, anything to stop us or define us. We are truly in the place of letting what we believe be made show in the open. We're just making it show in the open. And I will tell you guys, if we're going to complete and finish our course, well, guess what? I mean, the Bible is full of people that had to overcome contradictions. Jesus had to overcome contradictions. Paul had to overcome contradictions. Peter had, you know, had to overcome David, Joseph, Esther, right? We, we are Pete, we are in good company, right? In Hebrews 11, it, we have a, you know, faith is all of these things, all of these things that faith accomplished, meaning they're standing in trust and believing. And we're and, and in the face of the lion, in the face of the storm, we're saying, no, you're not more powerful than Jesus. You're not more powerful than the Jesus in me. You're not more powerful. No, Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. He's the lawful over all things, lawful um, owner of all things. Uh, he was made poor that through his poverty, we may, may we might be made rich. He became sin that we might become righteousness. He uh, became sickness that we, by his stripes, we would be healed. He absorbed the court curse. He, Jesus has dealt with this. And so we're just going to speak to it right now and say, it, it's over. It's over in Jesus name. You must leave. You must go. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the victory. Thank you that, that this, the, the, the battle is already won. Thank you that you always called me to triumph. Thank you that you made me be an overcomer. Thank you that as you are, so am I in this world. Thank you that I'm the temple of the Holy 
Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for abundance. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to give me abundant life. Thank you that by your stripes, not only am I healed, but I'm whole and delivered and free because that is what salvation is. I've been translated from the kingdom where these things exist, right? Do you notice that the word of God is coming out of my mouth like a fire hose? Why? Because that is the truth. And I'm speaking the truth over you so that you will speak the truth to the contradictions that you face. Do not be passive. Do not be, uh, and, and don't be even passive aggressive. Just be downright aggressive. Be happy. Be joyful in the midst of it. Worship God. Exalt God. Get your soul and your mind under the subjection to your spirit. Talk to your body. Talk to your mind. Right? Uh, David said, soul, <laughs> you will rejoice. Right? I will magnify the Lord. Like in my, you say, I will, I am, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will not be thwarted. I will not be pulled back. I will not be turned around. No, I am an overcomer. You speak, you speak, you speak, especially in the contradictions and you worship God and you put your focus on the worship. And you guys, this is, this is, this is how we overcome, right? We overcome by focusing on the truth and putting on this armor of God that is the truth about who we are in Christ and going on the offense and standing against the contradictions. Okay. So hallelujah. Let's go over here. Let me keep going. It says, so good. Verse 17, pondering redemption realities. Okay. What am I talking about? That's what we're doing. We're speaking them. We're pondering them. We're meditating on them. Pondering redemption realities is your headgear. It protects your mind, right? When you you can't think fear and faith at the same time, you can't think uh, I deserve this and I'm the righteous of God at the same time, right? And when you when you are pondering and meditating and focusing and speaking on redemption realities, guess what? It protects your mind. It says inspired thoughts, give voice to God's word. This is your spiritual sword. So you and the Holy Spirit are taking those thoughts captive and you are getting inspired by the truth. Okay. In verse 18, it says prayer is an ongoing conversation. It says praying in the spirit includes every form of prayer, whether it be a prayer of request or a prayer of thanksgiving or worship or interceding for all to realize their saintly innocence. And remember, you don't have to do all the talking. Always be attentive to the voice of the spirit. Okay. Prayer is so much more than a one-way conversation. So what am I saying? I'm saying pray without ceasing and prayer in, in all manner of prayer, right? Prayers of thanksgiving, right? Uh, it, it says, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in, 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 uh, in prayer with supplication, you know, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses your understanding will guard your heart and mind, right? So prayer, prayer is a beautiful exchange with the Lord. And sometimes it's just praying in the spirit. It's praying in tongues. It's praying when you don't know what to pray, right? Letting the Holy Spirit pray through you. But beloved, I just want to tell you that it, I want you to, I want you to get excited today about the contradictions. I don't want you to think about, oh, Shalise, this is such a heavy word. I got to stand. I got to fight. I got to do all this. No, 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 no. I want you to know that this promotion time, I want you to know that um, this is, this is, this is for the glory of God, that this is going to produce in you a far exceeding weight of glory. If you are in a contradiction of any kind, know that there is glory that is being produced through this right now, that you are being perfected, that you not, 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 not by God, God is not bringing it to perfect you. I'm saying that your faith is, is, is working through patience. I'm saying that your faith is being tested and you, maybe you're laboring 
wavering to enter into rest here, but your, your, your battle is in your mind. Your battle is to stand in what is true in the midst of contradictions. And, you know, it's not if you're going to have a contradiction, it's when you're going to have a contradiction. I'm not prophesying that over you. I'm just saying that that is the truth, that we are going from faith to faith and glory to glory. So beloved, it's time to stand in August. And if you've, uh, if the contradictions were hitting you in July, I'm telling you that this is turnaround time. This is turnaround time. Don't shrink back. Don't, don't, don't back off. You stand, you stand with with your face like Flint, right? You keep your face (laughs) that's shining like the sun because Jesus Christ is living inside of you. And you keep your face shining in the light and the darkness. You look towards it. You run towards it. You confront it. And you, you stand and having done anything and everything that you know to do, you stand. So stand strong, you guys stand in the, in the power of God, stand in the grace of God, stand in the joy of the Lord. Don't stand in misery, stand and rejoice. I'm telling you, you'll preach yourself happy when you start speaking to things. You'll preach yourself happy when you start speaking the gospel, right? You'll preach yourself happy when you start preaching to your brain and your body and saying, listen, no, we are who God says we are. You start, you start doing that. You will, you will be so joyful and you'll have so much, you'll be like, how in the world am I even, even doing this, this, there's so much grace here. There's so much peace here and beloved don't, I'm going to say it one more time. It's not a time to be passive. It's a time to speak the truth. It's a time to put on the armor of God, which is Christ to put on the gospel of God, to stand in your identity and to face whatever is your face facing with the word of God and with truth. And I just can't wait to see, I can't wait to see the glory that's about to be released in, in, in all of us that are in this season of standing, that are in this, this point of standing. And I'm telling you, by the end of this month, it is going to be miraculous what God has turned around in our lives. I'm telling you, strongholds that have been there for generations are coming down this month. Things that you have been fighting with or, or struggling with your whole life, there's about to be a massive breakthrough in your life as you stand. So God bless you guys. It's going to be a glorious month. And I can't wait to hear everything that God does. So I love you. God bless you and uh, make it a supernatural week. All right. Put on that armor, put on Jesus and stand in who you are. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners to partner with us. Visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.